Welcome to Your Work, Your Way. This is the podcast where you learn to get in touch with your inner CEO with soul. Learn to take charge of your career. Learn to show up with confidence in a way that is aligned with who you really are. I'm your host, Lisa Filia, Masters in Psychology, Certified Life Coach, Expert Career Confidence Coach, and Founder of Believe C. Let's dive in. Okay, I have to be real with you all. It is the day before this podcast is supposed to release, and I had an episode all ready to go, but I was feeling really weird about it because of the topic and also because of the way that I was telling the story. And I went back and forth on whether or not to release it, and then I had a dream last night, and in this dream... It showed me one of the the holes or the gaps within how I had been telling the story. And it showed me where my own growth is and also where more healing is needed. And so I've decided to not release the episode that was originally scheduled for tomorrow until I finish processing some of the stuff that I that I'm going through. And and the episode was gonna be about the dark night of the soul. And it's the the dark night of the soul is like that place in between identities when you've let go of one and you're moving into another and you're in the dark because you don't know where you're headed and who you are. And the episode I recorded honestly had a lot of great insights in it that I, I believe anyone could get value from. But where I feel it was lacking and what my dream showed me was where I was putting ownership for what had happened and where I was. And I feel like a lot of times part of our stories, and at least what I've found for me is when I'm going through major shifts into how I see the world and what I believe and what I value, it starts with this questioning, with this this little nudge that something doesn't feel right. Something just doesn't feel right. Well, something about this just isn't right. And if we brush that aside, it gets louder and louder. And then if we continue to ignore it and try to just maintain status quo, we can start to beat up on ourselves and become really self-critical and tell ourselves that we are wrong and we become our own worst enemy, tearing ourselves down internally. But then if we start to listen to it, what often happens is what I find to be the next phase is we need to have an external villain. So to get out of the sense of hopelessness, sometimes what we do is we create a villain somebody else to blame besides ourselves. And so we find a villain in our life. Maybe it's a specific person. Maybe it's a company. Maybe it's an idea itself and the way that it's been portrayed. But we find something to blame because that feels better than blaming ourselves. And so this is a step up. It's a step up from the self-criticism. 
but it still isn't that empowering because it requires having to go to battle, having to take someone or something else down in order for you to feel okay. It requires this journey of trying to take someone else down so you can feel better. And then once we move beyond that step, what often happens next when when we're continuing forward on the growth, the evolution, is we realize there is no enemy. There's no one to blame. There's just us and them or other ideas out there. And not that any one aspect has to be right or wrong, but that there can be differing opinions and ideas, both valid equally so, but maybe not equally so for us as individuals. And so we come to this place where we let go of the battlefield sense. We let go of the need for there to be a villain. And we allow ourselves to just embrace who we are without it having to mean that something or someone else is wrong. This is the place of acceptance. And this is the place where we put the spear, the defenses down and truly show up for ourselves. This is the start of the deeper healing. And then after that point, what can happen if it's a deep shift that we're doing is a deep sense of, of crumbling, of letting go. We set the spear down, and with that, we set down the old way of who we were. And from that place, we can feel like we're in the dark, and that is really that, that dark night of the soul in between identities of who we were and who we're becoming. And we can feel really alone. But that place of stuckness, that place in the dark, that place of not knowing what's next can be so healing, can be our way back to ourselves or more so to the next version of who we are. In the sense of being stuck, we become refound by allowing ourselves to not have to force a realization or force an insight or force ourselves into who we were to fit that old box so that we feel okay and to not force ourselves into who we think we're supposed to be to try to get out of the discomfort, but to just sit in the unknown, the uncertainty, the realization that you don't know what's next. You don't feel like you know who you are and you're going to let yourself sit with that. That's often where clarity comes. It's in the silence. It's in the space between the identities. That's the dark night of the soul. And that's the place we often try to avoid. And I've tried to avoid before in the past, but it always seems to refine me when I'm ready to receive it, when I'm ready to accept it. And there's nothing we can like actively do to get out of that dark night of the soul, to get out of the stuckness other than to receive the insight, to accept that it's okay that we don't know. It's okay that we're feeling lost. It's okay that it's not clear to us yet what's next. 
It's okay to be afraid. It's okay to be frustrated. And it's okay to not know. When we let it be okay, we open ourselves up to receive insight and wisdom from the world, from our intuition, from the universe at large. Because we're admitting to ourselves that we don't have the answer, which means that we're open and allowing an answer to come. And when we pause to listen, we can start to hear. And that's when we start to transform into that next version of who we are, into the next example, identity that, that we are wanting to be. And what I find is it's not this place of egoic intentionality where we're saying, okay, now I'm going to be this person. Let me force this identity on. No, what I find is it's more flowy than that. It's more of the identity finds us because we've created an opening. In the dark, we allow the light to come in. We can actually see the light because we're not putting out something else that's masking or dimming this other source of light. We, we can then see the next way. The light, so to speak, comes to us and lights our own face. And, and we allow ourselves to be enveloped in it and to become who we are next. And that's the process of moving out of the dark and into the light. Into the light as in into the new identity. Into who we are embracing in ourselves next. Not to hold tight to a new label or character or personality, but to try it on for a bit for the next part of our life. And see where it goes from there. And see what comes up next from there. And move through it from there. That's the steps that I've found to be when we're going through a dark night of the soul. From one identity shifting into the next. And in the episode that I was going to release, I was telling my story of that journey. And I was getting really specific about a particular time in my life. But after I finished recording it, something just did not feel right. And I thought at first it was because I was holding on to my old identity. And there were aspects where that is true, but but what I came to realize through the dream that I had last night literal dream, like asleep, the dream that I had. And through some of the musings from that experience and from re-listening to the podcast episode that I was going to release was I was, I was trying to be farther along in the journey than I really was. I was making a villain 
bigger than it needed to be or bigger than it really is because I had some more healing to do there. And I was making an identity that I wanted to own but didn't feel ready to own into this forced thing that I felt like I was supposed to be at because I felt like I had to have it all figured out in a neat and tidy bow in order to be able to present it to you all as a story that you could gain from. I was trying to force myself through the dark night in order to share it with you all so that I could help those who also might be experiencing the dark night. And what it honestly did was it kind of reopened the journey for myself, but also showed me where I am still in the dark, where I do still have healing to do, not to the same extent as what it was before, but, but there's more there. And I don't feel right about releasing the episode that I was going to release because it doesn't, it doesn't feel like a true representation of where I'm at. There were parts of it that I do believe you would all benefit from. And so I am going to be telling that story in a future episode. But there were other parts where I feel like I was trying to force myself to a new layer of growth as I was recording the episode so that I could have a complete closed book to present. And I'm so glad that I recorded the episode, even though I'm not releasing it, because it, it showed me my own mind in terms of what I think it means to help and what I think it means to be a coach. Because what I want to share with you today, and the point of today's episode, and, and I will be going into that, is I want to talk about ownership, personal ownership, not from a place of shame, though, and not from a place of trying to control everything. And what my experience of recording the episode that I'm not sharing, not releasing, what my experience with that showed me is where I am not taking ownership of my own story. And places in which I tried to own pieces that are not mine to own. And so today, in today's episode, I want to talk about that. Because I think it'll help anyone out there who's feeling a little confused to get a sense of of clarity and another layer of understanding. And I think it might help people give themselves permission to be okay being in the mess of the chaos, of the unwinding, of not knowing yet, but still having something to offer. And so that's where we're going today. And today's episode will be all about ownership. I promise you that I will be releasing the story of my own dark night of the soul in a future episode. I just want to process some of the new insights a little bit more deeply first and just sit with it a little longer. 
in the dark by myself and process it and then share with you at that time. Not that I have to have it all figured out, but that I want to tell the story in a way that feels good to me, not forced, but just meeting me where I'm at. And so that episode will be coming. And I'm so excited and honored and thrilled and scared and nervous and kind of terrified to re-record that episode for you all. But I know that it feels right and it feels like the next thing. And so that will be coming in a future episode. For where I'm at today, we're talking about ownership. And before we dive into the specifics of this content, I do have a work win to share with you all. Today, I am celebrating one of my clients who is a business owner. And working together, we have been focused a lot on time management as well as creating a path forward in her business. And sometimes when clients come to me, they, they think what they're, what they're needing is this pretty bow, this beautiful path of XYZ that's easy, that's simple to follow, and that gives them this plan forward. And we do do that. We come up with a plan. But then when it comes to implementing the plan, things often go a little wonky and a little haywire. And it's not that we had the wrong plan. It's that in creating the plan, the plan changes, meaning in defining the next steps for our career or for our business, the act of creating the plan changes ourselves, changes how we see who we are in our business or in our career. And so we almost evolve beyond the plan. But instead of then just creating a new plan to meet us, what I find works best when I'm working with clients is to start taking action, to follow the pull that we feel, which means letting go of some of the plan we created, which means sometimes we honor portions of the plan, but then we allow ourselves to deviate from other parts of it in order to evolve and grow our business beyond where we had originally envisioned it to be. And so we create the plan loosely with this idea that it's there to guide, but not to restrict. And this is what it was with this client and the win that I'm sharing today, because in this plan, we talked about ways to manage our time. But what happened through that process is she evolved into this next version of who she is and energetically is showing up differently. And from that place, created and attracted a new business opportunity for her and now has a new contract for a large client. And it's someone that she gets to support and it looks different than the original plan we had created, but that's okay because creating that plan allowed her to embrace the next version of who she is and embracing that next version, she attracted an even bigger dream and even bigger idea to her. So I am celebrating this client today to celebrate this win. It doesn't look like what she thought it was going to look like, 
but it looks even better than. So congratulations to this client for leaning in to who she is and allowing that to evolve into the next version for her and her business. And for those of you listening who are business owners, let this be a symbol for you that sometimes the solution forward isn't what we expect or plan for. But by planning and by allowing ourselves to treat ourselves as business owners and our business as a business, not a hobby, we allow ourselves to attract new clients and new visions and new ideas and new beliefs so you can do this too. Okay, that is our win for today. And now to talk about ownership. Here's what I want to share with you. I find that sometimes we don't want to own our own shit. (laughs) There's a difference, I think, between ownership and ownership. And ownership is us owning where we're at in our path. And ownership is when we... We kind of contaminate where we're at by telling ourselves it's wrong to be where we're at, by telling ourselves that we're supposed to be farther along or that other people are supposed to be in a different spot in order for us to be okay. And so we start to point fingers either at ourselves from a place of punishment or at others from a place of thinking they were supposed to fix things or be different than they actually are. That's ownership. And it feels like shit. (laughs) And it also demonstrates to us this idea that sometimes we need to just allow ourselves to be where we're at, to be okay with not being okay, to owning the place we're in. And for me, what this looked like lately is owning that where I want to be spiritually, I'm not there yet. And owning the fact that I position myself as a coach who coaches with intuition and soul. And I do do that. But I also know that there's a deeper layer and I'm not there yet. And I keep getting angry at myself for not being farther in my journey. I keep, I keep feeling like I should have already uncovered the next layer from a spiritual point because I want to be able to offer that to my clients. And for those of you who've seen Encanto or Encanto, there's this song in the beginning where the main character is talking about waiting for a miracle and talking about how if she had the superpowers that her siblings had, she would also be contributing to the family. She would be offering support in that way, but because she doesn't have those powers, she can't support. And so she feels like she's waiting, waiting for a miracle to come to her. And in this song, which is such a beautiful song, you see her transform. 
you see her go from waiting for the miracle into ownership, into finding or more so being the miracle, creating a sense of purpose for herself in what felt like a lack of clarity. And to me, that's going from ownership to ownership. She began the song in ownership and saying, hey, if I knew or had the ability to do certain things, I would. But I don't. And so here I am waiting for a sign. That's ownership. Sitting, hemming and hawing, saying, hello, who's going to give me the next step forward to tell me what to do? It's also telling ourselves that we're not equipped to move forward. That we can't own our own life because we haven't developed some skill or ability yet. And in the song, it was a superpower, magic. But in real life, we can see how that plays out. We think that if we had some piece of knowledge or more experience or more time in the job or a new skill set, and, and like when I think about it in my own journey, for me right now, I'm feeling like the, the miracle I've been waiting for is I want to be farther along in my spiritual journey than I actually am. And so that's ownership. It's me trying to force myself into a place that I'm not yet because I feel like it's not okay to be where I'm at. And so what I've realized from the dream I had last night, from the Encanto song, and just from my own exploration of this concept is true ownership starts with owning where you're at. Owning the fact that you don't feel like you know what's next yet. And not from a place of pitying yourself or woe is me in yourself or waiting for somebody to save you. I think that's the difference here. Ownership is waiting for somebody to save you or getting mad at yourself for not saving yourself yet. But ownership, where we show up for ourselves as our own vessel of transformation, ownership is us allowing ourselves to be in the thick of it without forcing ourselves to come to an outcome we are not at yet, but also not letting ourselves off the hook, so to speak, not saying, okay, well, you just need to wait. We'll see what happens here. We don't have to stop ourselves from growth because we don't feel like we have knowledge or insight yet. So be the ship to yourself. Be the vessel moving through the sea, moving through the storm, the storm of not knowing or not feeling like you have a path triumphantly, courageously, and sometimes messily continuing the voyage. And so 
what I also want to point out is there's a difference between waiting wanting to be saved and waiting opening for a transformation. The difference is owning the journey. The difference is true ownership. True ownership means sometimes there is waiting. Sometimes you are pausing. But you're acknowledging and allowing yourself to be there without requiring you to be somewhere else and without requiring the universe to show up for you. You're open. You're available. You're vulnerable. You're ready to receive insight. But not from a place where you feel like you have to have it to move on. When you plant a flower, there's a point of waiting. You wait for the flower to bloom. And you can either wait by staring at the pot where the seed is planted, wondering why the heck it hasn't bloomed yet. Is it ever going to come? What is the problem? How can it go quicker? Why is it taking so long? Or you can wait and stare and think, there is a miracle happening in there. There is a seed transforming into a flower. There are shifts happening that we can't even see yet, but we're open to the experience. Those are two different ways to wait. So are you owner shitting all over yourself or are you owner shipping all over yourself? The idea of ownership means we go from waiting on a miracle from a place of feeling like somebody has to save us because we don't know how to save ourselves and we're mad at ourselves for it and potentially at the world as well. We go from that place into saying, hey, guess what? I don't know what's next. I get that I'm not where I want to be. And I'm just going to let that be okay. I'm going to meet myself where I'm at. I'm going to be my own miracle. I'm going to be a vessel to my own divine inspiration. I'm going to allow myself to sit with myself in the discomfort, not from a place of forcing change, but from a place of opening up to myself with compassion, meeting me where I'm at, honoring the place I'm in. Because when we can show up for ourselves in that place, we build so much trust. Trust, not that we're going to force ourselves to get somewhere, but trust that no matter where we're at, we are there for ourselves. That is ownership. Trusting in ourselves and in so trusting Really in the universe at large, it's not do we trust us 
or the universe? Do we trust us or another? Do we trust us or a process? No. In trusting ourselves, we open up to the greater trust, the trust in all that is, because we are all that is. We are that energetic essence, that quality, that deeper wisdom. But we can't access it when we try to force it. When we try to rigidly pull ourselves into a next step. There's a point where we can flow with where we're at. It doesn't mean it doesn't still feel tumultuous. There sometimes is the raging sea our vessel is seated upon and swimming through. But we have our own backs in the storm. As the thunder crashes ahead and the lightning strikes below and our faces soaking wet with the tide and with the rain. And we can hardly hear ourselves think over the storm. We are there for ourselves. This is ownership. It doesn't mean we have to do it alone. We can have a crew with us, supporting us. But we are the vessel. We can't forget that. Because when we forget that, we go into ownership and we start shitting on ourselves for why we're not farther ahead and shitting on others for not pulling us through. When the only way through is through ourselves. Not in the absence of community or belonging or support from others, but from a place of knowing that we guide our own journey. So I invite you to look at your own life, your own career, your own businesses, and your own relationships. Are you being the vessel? Are you embodying that? Are you an ownership or ownership? And if you feel you're on the ownership side of it, I've been there. Very recently so. (laughs) And the way out of the shit is to own the ship. Is to own the fact that that's where you've been. Not to punish or shame yourself for it. But to let yourself see it. And what I find when I'm coaching my clients is sometimes... What comes up is I am helping them see the shit that they're not owning. And the clients who have the quickest, deepest transformations are the ones who say, oh, I see it. And they let themselves sit there and see it without feeling like they're wrong for having it without shaming themselves for it being there. And yeah, sometimes there is some embarrassment as they realize the shit 
in front of them that they hadn't been owning. But they hold themselves in the embarrassment with compassion. When I was younger, I had a teacher who, this was, I think it was second grade. No, it was third grade. It was third grade, I think. Nope, it was second. Anyways, that's really besides the point. It was second grade. And one of the assignments that she gave us to do was she wanted us to write down our most embarrassing moment. And she wanted us to draw a picture to represent the most embarrassing moment. And so I thought about it for a while. And what I remembered was a time when I had fallen out of my chair in school and my skirt flew up and everyone saw my underwear. And in my mind, everyone laughed. I actually honestly don't remember if truly everyone laughed or if that was just my memory um, tainting it that way. But utter embarrassment because my underwear was exposed. And so I courageously wrote that down and drew a picture of my underwear and me like with my skirt like flipped up, falling over on a chair, underwear showing. And I was really proud of myself for honoring that memory, for saying, yep, this embarrassed me and for letting myself see it. And I thought the assignment was over. Like, good, done, work complete. Wow, yeah, that was embarrassing, wasn't it, Lisa? I thought that was the end of the assignment. But you know what? This teacher proceeded to take all of the illustrations with the descriptions from every student and she displayed them. In the classroom, she hung every single one of them up, basically aired all of our dirty laundry in front of us and had not told us that she was going to do this. And I was so mortified. Now, not only did I have this most embarrassing memory, I now had the new memory of everyone seeing the memory. So much shit exposed for the world to see and so much embarrassment about it. I went home and I just cried. And the reason this story is coming to mind for me now is because that's the shit being exposed to the world. And I'm not saying to you all that this means you need to go and expose all your dirty laundry to the world. That's not the point of the story. The point, though, is to expose the dirty laundry to yourself and to hold yourself through the tears if the tears do come. To be there for yourself if the embarrassment does come or the shame does come. Don't shame yourself for being ashamed. Meet yourself where you're at. That is ownership turned to ownership. That is you. Being your miracle for yourself. And if we all can do that for ourselves, imagine where our planet would be. It starts with you. It starts with me. It starts with each of us. Being the vessel to ourselves. Ownership true, compassionate 
ownership. So that is what I have for you all today. Thank you so much for being here. As I share this with you, a bit of an impromptu episode because I had not been planning on going here because I didn't know that this is where I was going to be going until I got here. So I appreciate you for being on this journey with me, for being a part of of the crew, and for allowing me to be a part of yours. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's episode. And if you loved what you heard, make sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. I help my clients to show up and do their work their way with soul. Whether it's so you can excel in your current role or so you can figure out what you want for your next role and get that role, coaching can help you get there. It begins with a consult. Sign up for yours by going to believeseed.com slash schedule. This is your free call and it is that first step towards that new life, that transformation into you doing your work in your way with soul.